folks, and welcome to the Tune Under Pod. We are the original Newcastle United dedicated podcast in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, we're all, I think, a little bit on a high after the Burnley game. Still, I've got uh, I've got Dimmy here. How are you, Dimmy? Fantastic, mate. How are you? I'm great. Have you have you peeled yourself off the ceiling yet after Burnley? You're still excited. Oh. After Burnley, and then the sports direct signs come down during the week as well. It's just happy days. It's uh, how good's this? It's been a big week. Oh yeah. How about you, Bobby? G'day, Jack. How you doing, mate? Um, yeah, like Dimmy buzzing. I think um, the win against Burnley was sensational. It was like a cup final, to be honest, and winning one, um, which is sad in a way. But um, I think it's just this cloud's been lifted off us now. I, I just feel, and then yeah, the Sports Direct signs coming down, and yeah, just sensational. I know I wrote an article on that on our website as well, and you know, it's yeah. just it's fantastic. Everything that's happening at the moment, yeah, long may it continue. I was going to do a little plug for the website. So we've now got a fully functional website up and running, uh, tuneunder.com. Is it? Is that very simple? Yeah, yeah, it's a very simple one. Yep. Um, so on that, there's going to be content. We're going to be doing some articles from time to time. I've, I've written one about Eddie Howe this week. Bobby's written the one about the Sports Direct signs coming down, which actually happened when we were doing the podcast the other night. So we had a bit of. Sky Sports style breaking news come out, which is pretty good. Yes, did hear that podcast and hear the moment it happened. It was quite exciting. Uh, yeah. It was a plan. I, I, I did send it to the WhatsApp group, hoping that you guys would see it, and it worked out. So that's good. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a good, a good week in the world of Newcastle United. Uh, the the Sports Direct signs were probably the last thing, uh, apart from the, the state of the squad and the general club, uh, as a reminder of Mike Ashley's era. So we were obviously very, very pleased that that, that happened. I think that was uh, it was time for that to happen. So what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to have a look at the Leicester game. So uh, Leicester, the Leicester game is about midnight, uh, one o'clock on Sunday night, Monday morning here in Australia. So it's one of those Monday morning killers. Uh, we might have to see how many of us can actually watch that and then go to work the next day. Uh, but it's a, it's another big game. Uh, we were talking before the Burnley game and before the Norwich game about how these were kind of the biggest games of the last 10 years sort of thing. I'm going to come to you first, Dimmy, then. How big do you think this game is comparatively? Do you think it's at that level? Or do you think things can calm down a little bit now? <laughs> I don't think it's quite at that level because I don't think, obviously, there's that expectation that we're going to go there and get the three points. But I think coming off the win against Burnley, there's definitely renewed belief amongst the fan base, amongst the players, the club, that we might get on a run now. And I think Leicester, being in, being in Europe, they're playing Napoli tomorrow morning, our time, Friday morning, Australian time. So they've got other things on their plate. It probably couldn't come at a better time to play a team like Leicester, who aren't in great form themselves. So I think there's just a whole bunch of good vibes. It's not as big as Burnley or Norwich or Brentford, but... There's definitely hope that it that it can yield just as good a result as Burnley. Mm. I think because it's an away game as well, so the home games always have that little bit of extra expectation on them. Especially, I think since we've had those three, which were win- winnable home games, really that we were really targeting for points. The Arsenal away game, it was kind of like a, if we could get something, then great. But it doesn't have the same level of importance, especially because we're not around the same part of the league table. 
as those teams. Uh, what about you? What about you, Bobby? How do you think? How would you categorise this Leicester game coming up? Um, I think every game is important. Not not to the level that we felt with the Norwich and Brentford games, where they were like win or we're down. We're down. Um, but I think the it's not an expectation of getting points, but it's a real positivity that we can actually get something from this game. The, the black cloud's sort of been lifted. We've got that first win on the board. Um, and the guys, like, there's been massive improvement. Like, you know, we, we're not waiting to January to get new signings. We've had a couple develop before our eyes in, uh, you know, Shelby and Joel Linton and um, Jamal Lewis, players that we wouldn't expect to be having a say or, you know, in this squad that have started to um, to perform. And, like, there was an article by Chris War on The Athletic on Joel Linton that was a brilliant piece. I'd mm. encourage everyone of our listeners to read it. But, you know, there's this new, you know, feeling now. And I think Leicester becomes a, a game where we're expected to go there and put a performance in, you know, whether it yields a win or a draw or a, a loss. But I think, um, as Dimmy said, it's a really good time to play them. Mm. And it feels like we've said on previous pods, we're not really particularly scared of Leicester. Uh, that previously they've kind of had a bit of a, a reputation. You know, they're a very good team. They've got some good players, but it's not necessarily a game that we should particularly be scared of. We've had some good results there in recent seasons at the King Power Stadium. Uh, last season particularly was a good 4-2 victory, which kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember we beat them with their, when Perez scored for us which was when Rafa was there. Mm, I yep. think that I think that was the same game where there was that there's that footage of um, the match where there's like 90 seconds or so and it's just tackle after tackle after tackle after tackle. Yep. And it's got Paul Dummett and Christian Atu and Shelby, yep. everyone's flying in. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was the same game. And you can hear it, it, it might have been the one other we definitely won that game the one you're referring to. I think yeah. there was a clip and you could hear the the Newcastle fans just cheer it every time the tackle goes in. It was about five in fifteen seconds. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" yeah this is how low. I think Dumb it, yeah. Bloke and got away yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, "Oh, that's, that's, I'm going to get involved now in a tackle." But that's that's how low we were. We were just cheering tackles back then, like a, showing effort, showing the care for the club. I think we can go there with a bit more verve and ex- expectation that we can actually play with the ball as well, not just run around the pitch and and make some tackles. So <laughs> definitely, definitely not, definitely not a ground that we're we're scared of. One threat of last four there actually. So we're definitely um, mm. got some form with the King Power. I actually remember just before I moved to Australia, we had a leaving party, and that that same day Newcastle played Leicester away, and we won that game. And that was the one where Perez scored his lob. Yeah. So that was oh, yep. Uh, yep. that was a, that was a really good memory because we did that and then we went and had the leaving party. So that was a nice parting gift for us when we left uh, when we left the UK. So I've got kind of got nice nice memories about that about Leicester away. I think it's uh, and it, yeah. it really is a game that I think we can target and we can go we can go for something in this game. So yeah. Bobby, in terms of the Newcastle setup and team, it kind of feels a little bit like Eddie Howe and his coaches are getting towards what the best team might be it's yeah. taken it's taken some time uh, there's been a couple of costly mistakes in there which um i've i've said in my article that i wrote that they don't have time for these these mistakes because of the predicament that they're in so 
in terms of the Newcastle team and setup, do you expect similar to Burnley? What what you think and how you think we'll, we'll approach this one? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think um, Eddie Howe has, has worked out his, his best team. I think it was a bit hard at the start. Eddie came in and then he had COVID. Um, so I was off the training track. I think they leaned on Graham Jones a lot because of him being around and knowing the players more than they did. And I think his advice was um, poor, to be honest. Um, he mm. had his favourites in in Kraft and Richie and Darlow that, um, and Clark that shouldn't have been around. But um, you don't, you know, have, you know, you understand why Eddie, Eddie Howe sort of leaned on him for some advice. But I think he's now been in the training track. He's he's over his COVID. He's seen them on the on the training track, and he's come up. And I think the team will probably. I know we lined up in a four two three one, and it converted to a four four two. And I think I heard you on the podcast, Jack. That the formation is sort of fluid mm. now, so we've got to get away from actually worrying about what it is. And I think that's absolutely true. I think these progressive coaches now, and Eddie Howe is that, and how great mm. is it to have a coach like that? Now? <laughs> You know, what a novelty. Yeah, it's about guarding space and taking away the opposition's strengths. And I think that's that's what we've got. But I think the, the lineup will be similar. I expect Ryan Fraser to come back into the squad. I actually was listening to another podcast where the athletic writer for Leicester was on, and he said Leicester have conceded a lot of goals from set pieces. They've really been poor this year. So I think Ryan Fraser will play a, a massive part in that because he is the best crosser of the ball we have. Mm. Um, so whether that's starting or coming off the bench, I don't know. But I'm predicting that we'll have a similar team. The only thing is we're getting into a really busy period now and we need to rest some of these blokes. So the likes of Callum Wilson and St. Maximin and Joel Linton who have played every game and Shelby and Willock. Eventually, they'll have to get rested. I don't think it's games where we think we can get points. Um, and I wouldn't mind if Callum Wilson gets a yellow card against Leicester, to be honest, um, and misses the <laughs> um, But, yeah, I think we'll go with the same team. That's what my prediction is anyway. If he scores if he scores a goal, he can maybe take his top off or something just to make sure he gets booked. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's leave him out of the Liverpool game. Um, and these five yellows done because then we've got a couple of winnable games towards the end of December right, in Manchester United and Everton that I'd like him to be there for. Mm. I've actually been quite surprised by the fact sort of players like Willock have started every game. I would have thought that he might have liked to have, to have a look at Isaac Hayden in that position. He seems to be quite set on certain players. Obviously, you've got Shelby and Joe Linton who, prior to Eddie Howe, would would probably not have been in many people's ideal first first teams for Newcastle. Um, I, for one, definitely thought Shelby was a lost cause. You know, I thought he was he was done. I've thought that for quite some time. So uh, to see his renaissance has been excellent and has been very very important for us. And all credit to Eddie Howe for what he did was he praised them. He name-checked Shelby and he name-checked Joe Linton before, the, before they'd even played a game for him. And you can just see that man, that man management has worked with those two players especially. So with, with Willick, he hasn't, his performances haven't been as good, 
he, I think he was better against Burnley. Um, yeah. But it was from a pretty low bar, though, because he had not been good at all in the pre- games previous to that. So it'll be interesting to see if he does continue playing. The defence is probably quite sorted now, I think. Um, I'm not sure we'll see Fernandez start unless Shah's or Lasselda are unfit. I think they seem to be the two he's going to go for. Uh, which, you know, there was a lot of concern about that before the Burnley game, but he was proven right there in the end, I think. And Fernandez did come on and played really well in the last 10 minutes or so. So, Dimi, yeah. what do you think about the team for this game and the setup? Yeah, I'm probably agree with Bobby. I, I wouldn't change too much from, from Burnley, from the Burnley game. The only, the only potential change you could make is perhaps Fraser getting his position back. I mean, he was quite unlucky against Norwich. He was the sacrificial lamb coming off after ten minutes <laughs> after our after our good friend Kieran Clark decided to uh, to go crazy there in the first ten thanks, minutes. Kieran. But, um, thanks, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome back anytime, Nat. But uh, but but yeah. So look, Miggy Miggy offers probably something different to Fraser. He'll probably work up and back a lot more than Ryan will. He'll he'll lead the press. He'll win fouls. Um, but he probably doesn't have the same quality in the final third as Fraser does in terms of his crossing. And he can get a little, um, what's the word, probably in front of goal, he doesn't look the most confident. You never you never mm. thought, sort of think when he's running in, in on goal, he's going to score. Mm-hmm. Um, Fraser at least does have that combination with Wilson that he obviously had at Bournemouth and he had a beautiful cross against Brentford to, for the equaliser for St. Maximan. So he's he's got that in his locker. So... I wouldn't mind if Fraser's fit, seeing seeing Fraser get a get a large role in this game. But besides that, the the back four should be the same. Shelby and Willock seem like they're they're going to be the same same midfielders. So I I I think we we go with the same same team basically and and see what happens. Mm. And in terms of Leicester, then so they've they've not been in great form. They've haven't had a particularly strong season. They. Won the FA Cup last season. Fantastic. They just dropped out of the Champions League places at the last minute again. They've done that for the past two seasons. So they do have Europe to contend with. They did what looked like some good business in the summer. This was the first summer for quite a while that they didn't lose one of their big big players for big money. Yeah. Uh, but they managed to pick up Dakar um, from, I think it was the Belgian league he was in. Good goal scorer. And they signed uh, the player that we were gonna we were linked with. I think it's Sumare from France, the yeah. French league. Yeah, the Lille. So that, yeah, the Lille sentiment. Yeah, that was the one that we had a bit of thirty-five million accepted, and then he was like, "Nah, thanks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fancy it. <laughs> I, don't fancy <laughs> I don't fancy Steve Bruce. I don't fancy Steve Bruce." Yeah, yeah. So he's he's signed for them as well. He's seems to have had a bit of a slow start. He hasn't played hasn't played too much for them, but. You look at the score, and they signed Luckman as well, which kind of went under the radar. Ademola Luckman, yeah. and he's started quite a few games. Jamie Vardy's been scoring a few goals, uh, as he usually does. But the form hasn't been great. Um, and it looks like they might have a lot of players ill yeah. or out through COVID or something, doesn't it? So there's potentially, yeah, talk, potentially talk that this, could, this game could be postponed. I think Spurs have applied for that potentially. So well, Doctor Doctor Bobby, does Doctor Bobby, Bobby have an update for us? Yeah, over to you. Uh, yeah, um, well, Wren's actually were playing Spurs. Of of saying the game's going ahead. Um, Spurs haven't done the the protocols correctly, so as far as they're concerned, the game's going ahead. So we'll see what's happening there. Well, um, 
Yeah, so seven players have got either COVID or an illness, so they're not defined. Um, Ian Acho is one of them, which is a really a big loss for them. And before we go on, I'm saying, yep, we're glad they're out. Hope they get better. Um, yeah, I'm not here to, absolutely. to do anything like that. But it, 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 as I said, it comes at a really good time for us. I think they're, they've got to worry about the Champions League game. Oh, sorry, the Europa League, Europa, yeah. The Europa League game more so than normal because they need a win. Otherwise, they've got an extra game and it's a knockout game and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in um, – it's going to be – Interesting what they filled up against us and whether they say, okay, we're going all out with our best team against Napoli and then we'll put our a few reserves in against Newcastle or they they do it the other way. So, yeah, I, we don't know what they're going to throw at us, to be honest, and it'll be interesting to see what they put out against uh, Napoli. Judging by their lineup against Villa, they seem to have rested a lot of players. I know Vardy didn't start against Villa on the weekend. I, I think they've definitely targeted the Napoli game as the big one. Like like you said, it's important they finish top of the group and don't play that extra game to, to qualify it to the next phase. So it seems like they've targeted the Napoli game over us, which is which is good for us. And their position in the Premier in the Premier League table is nothing nothing to write home about. They're bottom half of the of the league at the moment. They're probably not giving up on top six or top seven for European places, but You'd think most of their eggs are going to go into the into the Europa League basket now, so that's just another reason it's it's coming at perfect time for us. They've got players sick as well. It's the stars are aligning. It, it sounds probably too good to be true, to be honest. It's always with Newcastle <laughs> when it's too when it's too good. There's always something to come and put us back down. But it does seem like, especially for this weekend, that the stars are aligning. That we, we've got a big shout against Leicester. The curse has been lifted with the Sports Direct signs coming down. <laughs> That's it. We're going to win every game now till the end of the season. I'm happy with that. Champions League, here we come. What do you, uh, what do you guys think about Jose Perez? Because he was fantastic for us in that last season before he moved to Leicester. Got a 30 million move. He was almost in the Spain squad at one point, I believe. So he, as soon as we signed Almiron, there was a really good attacking trio of Perez, Almiron and Rondon. Yeah. So at Leicester, he's he's scored a few goals, but he doesn't seem to have he hasn't scored as many as what he did in that season for us. Maybe he's he's not been in the team as much, perhaps. But I don't know okay. how much. Have you guys watched too much of him, or what's your take on how he's how he's gone at Leicester? I um actually heard that uh, he's not in the good books with Brendan Rodgers. I heard he, that. Yeah. He threw a Christmas party when COVID <sighs> was on. Um. Hello, Prime Minister. Um, <laughs> he, uh, There's a and, bit of that um, going around, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, he got in trouble for it. Obviously, he got fined and a few players were sick from it or whatever it was, and he hasn't been looked at. So I think he will get a run either against mm. Napoli or against us because they just haven't got the, the squad depth to, to not play him. But that's probably explained why he hasn't been playing as much. He, he did something very stupid, which that surprises me because he was very clean cut for us, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, was he? he was, um, but yeah, anyway, so that's that came from that athletic rider and he, um, mm. the story was that. So yeah, as I said, good for us. He's probably not in form, a bit cold, and but he was a wonderful player for us. I've got a lot of, mm. a lot of time for him. Yeah. Was the Christmas one, party, was the Christmas party the same one that happened at Downing Street that Boris says didn't uh, happen? Uh, well, yeah, who knows? Aozi, has he got contacts at, I don't know, like... Friends <laughs> in know? places. What's going over there is just 
it, it's nuts to be honest. Mm. So yeah, I just want to I just want to talk about Yuri Tielemans for a minute. He Ooh, is what a so good. Yeah, what yeah. a player. He, every Where time you watch him, it's like, how, why is he? I'm surprised none of the really big teams have signed him because I he's, he's absolutely had, brilliant. Yeah, he's had injury issues in the past. Um, I think he's injured now actually as well. Um, so he's had he's had problems with fitness in the past, which a lot of sort of probably put off a lot of a lot of clubs. But he was classed before Leicester. I think it was at Monaco before mm. before Leicester. Um, but but in the Premier League, yeah, he's he's world class. His his level is probably top four top four Premier League and top European club. He's he's that good. He's dominates at the national team level with superstars like De Bruyne next to him and Hazard when he's not fat and Lukaku up front. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's 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 a massive player and um, yeah. hopefully hopefully he's not back this week. I don't I'm not sure he'll be back this week. I don't think he is, but um, hopefully uh, hopefully he doesn't doesn't come back against us. Mm. What are we thinking for the game then? What do we think? Do we do we think we're going to get a positive result here? It's always you can't predict Newcastle results, you know. But let's yeah, give it a I, go, Bobby. I hope I hope it's not like. The Arsenal game, and I'm pretty confident it won't be where we converted to this really weird formation to try to stop Arsenal playing a, a little bit more than us playing. I think with everything happening and the injuries with Leicester and the, the fact they're playing in Napoli and and everything, I hope we play the same way we did at St James and attack the game. And um, you know, we we go at them. I, I, I'm happy with it. I'll take a two-one victory. Um, for us, I think I think we can do it. I, I'm very confident. If we don't go into that way we did against Arsenal, which was quite disappointing, but I think we will attack the game. And I think uh, we have got a lot of weapons now. I don't know how they're going to contain Joel Linton, um, who can come with us. Um, <laughs> Who would have said then, that? Who would have said that three weeks ago? <laughs> um, and yeah, the the fact that he's become world class and he's holding up a lot of space is making Saint Maximum better um, and opening up the space for the. The guys, and just on touch on Willock, just if I can for one mm, second, yeah. everything good attacking wise, he had an involvement at the game. So whilst he's not been at his best, and he, I don't think he'll ever reach the heights of he, he did at the end of last season, it was just mm. a freak run of games. I can see him building, and again, Eddie Howe's putting his arm around him. I saw that again, little snippet from the training, which was first class mm. by the Newcastle lads over there. Um, he was involved in all the one-touch stuff and Eddie Howe putting his arm around him. So there's something building there. And as an attacking force, our, our players are quite good. So I'll go 2-1. I think we'll have too much for Leicester and, yeah, we'll get the win. You're the most positive man in the world. So I love it. <laughs> Timmy? Well, I think you might have to take that back because I'm going to I'm gonna gazump Bobby. I reckon we might win 3-1. <laughs> this might be just be delusional Geordie's uh, speaking, but... I really do think that they're putting all their eggs in the Europa League basket and they're going all out for the Napoli result and win, lose or draw in Naples. I think they're going to come back tired, battered and bruised, thinking Newcastle, 19th, we don't need to get up for this. And we've had a full week now on, on the training pitch for this one. There's not that two or three games in a week that we've had to sort of shift our focus to. So... I really think the first 20, 25 minutes is going to be huge for us. If we can come out with that intensity, they, Leicester might just roll over. They might just say, too hard for us. We're in the Europa League. It's okay. We're 11th. We're safe in the Premier League. Why bother? And that's where we can get them. And I think in the first 20 minutes, I reckon we might score one or two goals early mm. and really rattle them. I think um, 
I think Wilson had a field day at uh, the King Power last year. I'm, I'm predicting he's going to get another two this week. So uh, let's let's hope uh, let's hope we're uh, we're correct and we're not just delusional Geordies. Look at us. We win one game in 15. And we're, <laughs> we're going to beat the FA Cup uh, winners away from home all of a sudden. It's just great. Mate, if the players and the coaches can do a lap of honour after a win, we can get excited hey, too. How about the photo on, on uh, Twitter from Cher? So the, yeah. the celebration photo in the change rooms. How many how many times have you watched that video, by the way, of uh, Eddie Howe and the... Uh, you know, the three-and-a-half-minute one at the end. That's just so good. Brilliant. I think I've watched that 150 times. And I also watched the the game one, you know, where there was no commentary and they had, like, the yeah. whole thing. I think it went for 14 minutes. I think I've watched that about 100 times. I've worked from home a couple of times this week and it's just been on the background on repeat. So mm. it's just it's a good time being a Newcastle fan. Let's just uh, hope it continues. It is a good time. It's just so funny saying that after the second bottom of the league, you know. But, yeah, no, it's okay. right. It's absolutely right. And that's why, you know... Everyone's infused and everyone's excited, and that's the way it should be. So long may it, long may it continue, I think. That's right. I told you, Jack, it's the first podcast. I said, stick with us. We've got it all. It's all going to work out. Yeah. And we've started this podcast now as well, so we're pretty committed to whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine <laughs> well, if we definitely... would have done this after that Wolves game, just before uh, the takeover happened. It would have been slightly different. <laughs> Ooh, that was a brutal watch. You imagine the commentary on Steve Bruce we would have given if we were around in those days. Oh, would have been quality. Yeah. Bad, bad days, but brighter days are ahead. Definitely. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think we might we might get a draw against Leicester. I think there's still a really a really strong team. So, and I would I would be happy with that. I would take that. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. I know that if we do win and if Watford lose by a certain amount, then we could potentially be out of the bottom three if results go our way. So that's something to. Uh, look forward to potentially, especially because we've got Liverpool and Man City, who I absolutely definitely am scared of. I'm not scared of Leicester, but I am petrified of those two teams. So we'll see how we go. But anything we can get at Leicester will be very positive and a good step forward. In the in the famous uh, words of Steve Bruce, it's all about accumulation of points. Accumulation points. of points, the old accumulation. The old accumulation of points. One at a time. One at a time. That was his. We'll just keep ticking along. Let's keep ticking. Or along. even even no. even if we lose, even if we lose, still count those as points. I think there was a Palace yeah. game that he we lost. And he he added that said, "Oh, we got a point at Palace," and everyone thinking, "Hang on a second, do we do we get a point at Palace? No, we did. We lost. Accumulation of yeah. zero points. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys, thanks very much. That's probably all we've got time for. All time for today. So we'll be back for a review of the Leicester game. Uh, next week and also a preview of the Liverpool game uh, we are on Twitter at TuneUnderPod we are now we've now got the website TuneUnder.com so I've been plugging a couple of the articles we've got on there a little bit we've also got something really really exciting coming up we've we've got an interview with Reese Williams Socceroos soccer, former Socceroos player uh, Middlesbrough former Middlesbrough captain and current Western Sydney Wanderers captain so that's coming up. We're, we're really, really excited about that. Uh, keep, keep tuned to Facebook, Twitter, and the website for that. And we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Jack. Jack. Jimmy. Cheers. Same.